Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features. Today we will unlock the book Unequal Childhoods, Class, Race and Family Life. I believe that you can figure out the main idea from the title of the book. It deconstructs how the inequality of family social resources results in a growing gap in children's education and eventually leads to inequality being passed from one generation to the next. Speaking on the topic of American education, it is commonly viewed as a high-quality and positive system which respects children's personality development and cultivates children's creative ability. It supposedly believes that everyone deserves the best education and everyone has the opportunity to be part of the social elite in the future. However, we must admit that this viewpoint is a misunderstanding of the American education system. The reason for this misunderstanding is that many people ignore an important type of education, which is separate from school education and social education, that is family education. Family education is a child's enlightening education. which plays a fundamental role in the child's growth and affects the child's entire life. Parents are children's first teachers and they have a profound impact on children's personality, habits, language and moral character. The data shows that among young people in the United States, if their parents do not have a high school diploma, only 5% of them can complete college on their own. Meanwhile, in Ivy League universities, More than 70% of students are from middle-class families or higher-income families. In today's United States, class solidification is very severe. For children from lower-class families, it is very difficult to achieve social mobility. The social class one is born into will restrict her personal development. The social status of parents will affect children's lives in an invisible but powerful way. The author of this book is Annette Leroux. who earned her PhD from the University of California Berkeley. She is a professor of sociology at the University of Pennsylvania and was the president of the American Sociological Association. This book is based on Leroux's research. She and her assistants tracked 12 families and observed the family and school lives of these children. They documented how the different parenting styles of different social classes caused significant differences in children's personality. language skills, talents, experience, as well as other aspects. The development gap among children of different classes is growing, which will affect the following generations future social status. Next, we will introduce the key elements of the book from the following three parts. Part 1: What are the social class differences in parenting styles? Part 2: Why does social class affect the way parents educate their children? Part 3: Advantages and Disadvantages of the Parenting Styles of Different Classes and Suggestions for Parents. First, let's examine the first topic, differences in the parenting styles of different social classes. Does every child receive the same quality of family education? Of course, the answer is no. Leroux followed 12 families and found that there are significant differences between families of different classes. in the organization of daily activities the use of language in the family and the interaction between families and institutions in terms of the organization of daily life 
The arrangements of children's daily activities in middle-class families are clearly different from that of working-class and poor families. Middle-class parents tend to employ a pattern of concerted cultivation to foster their children's abilities. They arrange and control their children's after-school time, develop children's talents, and prepare for future development. Middle-class parents believe activities that attune to children's interests will teach children lessons that they cannot acquire from school, as well as develop their interpersonal skills. By using the Talengers as an example, the book shows how middle-class families organize their children's lives through concerted cultivation. The eldest son Garrett is an outstanding student and an excellent athlete. He is the most active child in the family. His activity schedule showed that during the week of May 9th, his activities included baseball, piano lessons, soccer, and a baseball pictures fundraiser. During the week of May 23rd, his activities included baseball, soccer, swimming, and out-of-state soccer. The Talengers arranged different leisure activities according to the characteristics of different children. This naturally leads to the following result. The children's leisure activity schedule determines the family's itinerary, and the parents' spare time will also be affected by their children's activities. For example, the schedule of Garrett's younger brother Sam is always influenced by the activities of his brother. In the afternoon, he sometimes has to follow his parents to participate in his brother's activities, which consume his patience to the extent where he often cries to go home before the activities end. On the opposite end, children of working class and poor families are not as busy in daily life. The limited economic resources available to these families make getting children fed, clothed, sheltered and transported a difficult task. Parents do not have as much energy to devote to their children's leisure life. They are more inclined to focus only on their children's safety and strengthening discipline. Therefore, children of these families do not have a schedule of various activities. They can choose how to spend their own time. They can watch TV with siblings, play video games with friends, or organize themselves to play ball in the street. Tyrek, for example, comes from a working-class family. He often plays with boys his own age, buys snacks, watches TV at friends' homes, and plays finger tricks in the street. In addition to the different arrangements of children's extracurricular time, families of different social classes use different methods of communication between parents and children. This is because each family has different concerns. Fostering children's language talents and skills is an important part of middle-class family education. Middle-class parents prefer to reason and negotiate with their children in the face of problems. For example, Alexander's mother Ms. Williams, encourages him to prepare questions for his doctor before his appointment. She also tells her son that he can ask anything and express his ideas boldly without feeling embarrassed. On their way home, Ms. Williams also discusses with Alexander what to eat for dinner. At home, Alexander is treated as an adult, and he can discuss events with his parents and participate in family decisions. When parents ask him to do something, they will explain why. If Alexander makes a mistake, his parents will criticize him sharply, but they never yell at him or use physical punishment. Instead, they listen to his ideas first, let him explain his behavior, and then guide him to correct his mistake. When working class and poor parents communicate with their children, they prefer short, plain, practical language and directives. 
For example, in Harold's home, the topic of conversation is often money. They talk about prices and discuss where to find a bargain. Discussing these practical life topics requires the use of practical language, which indirectly cultivates children's ability to use practical language. The directives are reflected in various instructions given by parents. Parents in these families rarely discuss matters with their children. They often use directives to tell children to do certain things and not to do others. Children usually do what adults ask of them, even if the tasks assigned by the adults are time-consuming. For example, Lori was asked to do hair braiding for the daughter of her aunt's friend, and she completed the hour-long task silently. Lori's bath time is arranged by her mother every night. As long as her mother speaks the word bathroom to Lori and gives her a towel, Lori knows that it's time for her to take a shower. Working class and poor families use directives to arrange things and educate children, which makes their children obedient and unwilling to challenge authority easily. Children grow up slowly, and when they are old enough to go to school, they have to leave home and enter the educational system to learn new knowledge and skills. When faced with children's various problems in school, parents of different social classes will also take different approaches. Middle-class parents always pay close attention to their children's school experience and actively cooperate with the teachers. However, when they find that the teachers' teaching methods are not reasonable, they will raise questions and strive for better resources for their children. The book provides an example of this. The little girl Stacy was upset after her first gymnastics class. When she got home, she explained the issue to her mother Miss Marshall. The problem Miss Marshall felt was that the teacher Tina was not friendly to Stacy and that she had reprimanded all her moves throughout the lesson. Although she acknowledged that her daughter lacked professional knowledge and the teacher's corrections were not groundless, she still had to defend her daughter. Miss Marshall went to find the teacher pointing out that she failed to tailor her teaching to Stacy's needs, which impacted her negatively. She made it clear that she expected the teacher's teaching method to improve. The very next day, she called the gymnastics school and spoke with the owner. She asked that her daughter be moved to the advanced beginner class. Although the class was full, the owner accommodated her because of Ms. Marshall's demand. In the end, Stacy's problem in the gymnastics class was successfully resolved with the help of her mother. She also learned from her mother's interactions with the institution that it is reasonable to expect organizations to accommodate the specialized needs of an individual. In contrast, when working class and poor children encounter problems and difficulties in school, their parents tend to seek help from teachers rather than solving the problem themselves. For example, Wendy had a severe learning disability. Her mother Ms. Driver didn't know what to do, so she asked the teacher for help. Ms. Driver earnestly implemented almost every suggestion given by the teacher. However, because she was constrained by her personal experience and ability, she could only provide her daughter with limited help at home, so Wendy's academic performance did not improve much. Okay, that concludes the first part of this bookie. To summarize, middle-class families choose strategies of concerted cultivation in child-rearing. Parents arrange for their children to participate in extracurricular activities, deliberately cultivate their children's language skills, and deal with children's problems in school effectively. 
Working class and poor families follow the philosophy of natural growth to raise their children. Children have free time after school. Parents use short and plain practical language and directives to communicate with their children, and they rely more on school to educate their children. Today we are just sharing limited bookie. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features.